Hey everybody, it's Chad with I Want to Know, and we have some special guests today, some fellow podcasters from uh, the 2A Street. We have Aaron Kamamito. Kamitomo. Hello, Kamitomo. hello, hello. And Abe Maweo. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Nice. He usually likes it when you like do something special like M-A-W-O-I-O or the A-B-E-E-E-E. <laughs> oh, he usually get it, you likes those kind of things. Because see, now he's getting engaged. Well, honey. He's, he's, he's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like I'm in the hood. You dig know what I'm saying? He was all oh. quiet sitting oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mellow. <laughs> Turn the mics on and off he goes. Yeah, no, that's that's how it all works. I mean, it's it's funny because throughout the week, uh, we'll sit there and we'll text each other like one or two sentences. Yeah. Like it's nothing. But as soon as we talk, like we don't, when, when we get together in the morning, we don't even uh, say anything. It's yeah. only when the mics are on. That <laughs> suddenly right. the whole world comes <laughs> out. Right. So just flip that switch yeah, for you guys. Yeah, and it's, it's totally different. So, so I was just uh, asking you guys before uh, we turn the mics on, I still get nervous before I do a podcast, and I don't know why. Like, it's so silly. Most of the time, they're people I know and they're friends, but there's just this anxiety, like, I want to make this good. Yeah. And uh, I asked you guys about uh, whether or not you get nervous. Yeah, so so I, I don't anyways anymore because, uh, I mean, Abe and I used to have some really good conversations prior to us <coughs> launching this. And uh, truly, it's just a couple of guys getting together. And uh, I have so much to learn from this guy that everything is just a learning experience for me. I just ask him the guy questions. The only difference is we have microphones in front of us. Yeah. So it's just a conversation. It's so. funny how the microphone changes it for a lot of people, though. Mm-hmm. We've had a few guests on here where they were super awesome before they got on. And as soon as the mic got in front of them, they're like, you had to dig the, <laughs> <laughs> the information out of them. Yeah. I mean, for us, we uh, we don't normally record live either. So it's just really easy for us to, to just have the mentality that if we don't like something, we'll just delete it or, or edit, edit it, it or something like that yeah. so so if you can get past that knowing that you're in control of it then you're okay when you True go live enough. it's a little bit different I, I get a little bit more nervous and <laughs> i do more hand actions and stuff but uh go going when you can just not even post it is is totally fine very so cool. so why did you guys do start the podcast it's very inspirational by the way no man you should you should tell <laughs> what you think because i always like say it the way that i imagined it but i don't know yeah. if you saw it the same way <laughs> oh man it's the same way you know what i'm saying like uh, i'm a writer you know and my dog came out through he's like yo i got this idea you know what i'm saying let's let's get this thing uh where we can uh, actually do a podcast you know and we just uh started out so it's his brainchild you know what I'm saying? And he, uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so no massive motivation, just like that'd be really cool to record our conversation. Yeah, you know, I, I actually don't know what my original, original motivation was to actually yeah. engage Abe. Um, I ran into him at a, at a youth event once and was just like, I want to know who's teaching my kids. Yeah. So I introduced myself to him. And then after a while, I was like, well, wait a minute, this guy's way more than, than what he just appears to be, you know, just as a youth leader. Because he's very quiet as a youth leader, too, you know. And then, but as we got to know each other, I'm like, wait a minute, you do all this kind of stuff? And then I checked out his website. It's abemoweo.com. And then you realize that he's got all this content. Yeah. And I'm like, for whatever reason, triggered. It's not that it was bad. But I said, you know, we're in a digital age. I think I can help you get online kind of thing and, and get a podcast for you. And I got all this video equipment and stuff that I'm not using. What do you say we try a couple of things? So the whole intention was actually to take his brand and and lift it up. And then I was going to be the guy in the back. And then one day we were just sitting there and I'm like, let's just talk. And now we're, so October was two years of kind of meeting each other. And then coming May is going to be two years of on the air. 
and, uh, and and for whatever reason we just show up on a saturday morning and there's always something to talk about we've, we've yet to sit there and go man i don't know let's <laughs> just go home <laughs> that, that was part of my motivation too i would go on saturdays and have coffee with my friends and that'd be like six or seven hours we never run out of stuff mm-hmm. to say like it's you know the the people i hang around with are very much into like self-awareness and self-betterment and so they're always reading something that i don't have time to read or you know listening to something that i don't and so that's the reason like it's like why aren't we recording this this yeah. is good stuff mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. people so yeah. started inviting my friends on and then uh you know i met you guys you guys are actually the the inspiration for me to actually oh. go ahead yeah, and cool do stuff, it man. look I what want... you done did Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was uh i was uh like i said i'm nervous before i start a podcast and i was like well what if it sucks what if no one likes yeah me? what if what and uh i met met you for coffee and mm-hmm. you just kind of like you know what just put it up whatever it is it is and yeah. uh, you make it better each time and i was like yep okay time to get it going and and we did so yeah thanks guys yeah yeah well no worries there i mean it was kind of unintentional uh, uh i think we had decided early on that, that we we're not going to do it for any other reason other than just to talk to each other yeah. Uh, yeah so so we don't go like searching or anything like that uh we're experimenting a little bit with live and all that but that's that's yeah. not for people that's just for us to see yeah. can we pull this off you that's know it's, cool, it's, so it's yeah. always a learning experience for us it was actually a question i wanted to ask you guys too is about goals so like with your podcast you obviously don't have like an end goal in it but you have little goals throughout there and i think goal setting is super important for everybody you know you know can we do live i don't know let's go see and then if it's not good or it's not exactly what you want you you go find out what that next thing mm. is yeah uh so a won't admit it, but uh, <laughs> but he's he's the everything of this thing. This this thing wouldn't exist without him, yeah. right? I mean, I know that I'm the technology. I know that I bounce things off of him. But the inspiration <laughs> and the goals and everything is all. If he decides tomorrow that this thing's not on anymore, then I'm cool with it. I'm totally wow. I'm, I'm done with it as well. Yeah. I would not start a, a show or something. It, it's completely reliant on on. Him for me, yeah. But I think that he would tell you that it's also reliant on me. That, that <laughs> Man, together you know. <laughs> is what makes the show. Um, yeah, it's a it's a two way for real for real. Yeah. Cause it, when you look at it, that um, Aaron is the he's the glue. I mean, like he's the he's the he's the, and that's what I get. I guess that's that's why it works. Is because nobody's trying to get. Uh, uh, the glory or trying to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is my thing. This is my idea. Yeah. You know, it's just two cats coming through to uh, uh, just kick it. You know what I'm saying? And in kicking it, we speak, we, we speak facts and we speak things that actually help because at the end of the day, if you ain't doing a podcast for yourself, you, you ain't going to last, man. You know what I'm saying? And if it's just to uh, uh, to get to get the numbers, to get the money, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not it's not healthy for nobody out here in the streets. They, I think the being authentic, right, in yourself is what you're talking about. That if someone is doing a show just for the sake of, you know, like trying to be a news guy or mm-hmm. trying to, that doesn't come across as authentic. You listen to some podcasts like the Joe Rogan show, and there's a guy that's just 100% himself. He mm-hmm. never changes. It's always, I shouldn't say never changes, but there's nothing fake about his show. If he wants to curse and swear, he curses and swears. Yeah. If he wants to go deep into science, he goes deep into science because that's what he loves, and mm-hmm. it's obvious that's what he loves. Yeah, as soon as you try and force content is yeah. when it becomes awkward. And uh, the, the only times that, that I personally run into it when we're on our show is when we start talking about our Christianity because, uh, you know, for the first 
first bunch of episodes, we're like, do we, do we talk about it? Uh, you know, and, and, and we're, I was genuinely concerned. I don't know if Abe was because he's stronger in his faith than I was. But that was one of the things where it's like, you know, are we going to lose people because we're Christians and all that? Like, and, and, and after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, well, there's, there's a way that we can talk about our faith without jamming it towards people. You know, it's right. okay if they understand we're Christians because then it frames what we're talking about in a different context. That's why we don't swear on our episodes and all that. Yeah. But, but it's really got nothing to do. It's just what makes us us. Right. And people need to understand that Christianity is part of that. I think two people need to understand that Christians aren't all like the the crazy evangelists. We're not, you know, that not all Christians are the same. Some yeah. Christians are just guys that, you know, go have a beer once in a while yeah, and yeah. they might cuss once in a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that's what our lives is. None of us are perfect. None of us have it all together. Yep. Um, I shouldn't say none of us are probably some people out there that have it together. I definitely don't. And that's just part of the gig, right? Yeah. I, I fight with my wife. I argue with my kids. Mm-hmm. I get in trouble at work just like everyone yeah. else does. And uh, I think people... You know, and there's a lot of churches out there that do this where they'll force their view on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the Westboro Baptist Church down yep. in the States where they're, you know, um, picketing soldiers' funerals. Like, mm-hmm. To me, that's they can do what they want to do, but that yep. seems crazy to me that you would pick on somebody like that. And that's not what all Christians are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I think that just by being genuinely authentic, then people can understand that we have weaknesses and vulnerabilities. I mean, yeah. we talk about it all the time. We were talking about um, addictions on our earlier episode today. I mean, we, we are experiencing all the same things. It's just that we have a different reliance um, on how to get through those things than people who haven't yet, you know, gone through any kind of faith. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't necessarily like to say specifically, you know, Christianity is what you need. I mean, you know, that's ultimately one of our goals. But if you've got some kind of system in place other than social media to, to get through your, right. your issues, then yeah. then you're in a much better space than a lot of people out there. The uh, What I realized, because I haven't been a Christian very long, like 10 years, I guess that's a long time, <laughs> was uh, was the group mentality. Mm-hmm. So what I realized right away at the, the first church we were at is that when we had issues and we talked about it, all of a sudden we had a bunch of people around us. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it probably was somewhat intentional with the church. Like, oh, those people are in trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go hang out with them. And I think that's what most people miss in their lives, that they stay at home on social media and they think that's a group of friends. Mm-hmm. And it may be, but it also may not be. But when we're sitting face to face like this and we're talking to each other, we 100% believe and feel what that other person is saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh It's one of the reasons why I won't do Skype podcasts Mm -hmm. with people. And I've had some opportunities for some really cool guests, but I'm like, eh, when you come to Calgary, Mm because I want this face-to-face. But you get that in church, right, where... You, you just have this personal relationship with a large group of people where you mm-hmm. can share issues or you can help people um, inside the church. And I think that's, for me, what... what Because even when I was going, I wasn't a believer. Um, I was just going because I wanted a place that was better for my kids. Mm-hmm. So not that my drunk party friends are bad people... I didn't want my kids to be drunk yeah. party people. So they need to see another view than what that was. And I'm still friends with those guys. I, mm-hmm. I love them all. They're, they're fantastic. But I don't know that they should be helping me raise my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, for us, that's, that's what it was. And then I had my aha moment. In church, where I, I got it, I understood the the whole scheme of things, and and uh, the, I guess the rest is history. Yeah, but yeah, talking about it uh, on air, I guess I'm the same thing. I, I'm I wouldn't say that people would necessarily go, "Oh, that guy's a Christian," mm-hmm. um, but. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Yeah, that. yeah, and, and that's with us as well, is that we don't really have any content that's off limits. But, I mean, you know, we, we try and 
tippy toe around politics sometimes you'll hear us an awful yeah. lot talk about trump even though you know what truly we don't have any effect <laughs> just you know it's the theme of the day yeah. you know so so we talk about it but i mean maybe if i met the guy i'd be all right we'd have a handshake and we go and have a huge dinner together <laughs> and you know everything would be <laughs> all right you, you know what i mean is it it's it's just you know a lot of the stuff that we have is just what's happening out there in the world today and we just talk about that is yeah. it from a individually personal level what do we think about that mm-hmm. right and and that's what allows it to be authentic is because we're not making up anything is uh, right. you know i personally don't like the guys in the trucks that are swerving around the speed bumps over <laughs> yeah. in market square over there but abe yeah. says it's fun so it's fun so yeah. I, I can't judge that <laughs> you know what i mean and and so that just creates a really authentic thing because it's two individuals with different opinions we ain't never gotten in an argument and, and we never will. You know, yeah. it's one of those things that we know how to disagree properly. And I yeah. think that that's really important when you're dealing with people. That yeah. is a real skill set, right? Knowing how to disagree with somebody without yeah. making them feel bad or trying to win the argument. There's mm-hmm. a way uh-huh. to disagree and learn as opposed to disagree and win. Yeah. And there's, and there's a couple topics as well that, that I, I really tiptoe on because that's somebody's personal life that I've never experienced. So Abe has his own history. It's up to him to talk to everybody else about it. But I bring it up, but I bring it up very carefully because I really have no idea yeah. how he's been through what he's been. I know what he's been through, but I don't know how he's been through that. Right. So I have to be careful when I approach it. So if you listen to the episodes, you'll hear me say, you know, I, I kind of predispose and say, you know, it's your call on how you want to answer this, but I'm going to ask anyways. Yeah. And and it seems to work so far. I, I haven't gotten in trouble yet with it, but, <laughs> but it's way better than just going out and kind of flashing out this one well, thing and, and pointing out saying, you know, you were somewhere in your life and you're a different individual because like it's different to yeah. ask for his permission to talk about things, yeah. you know, um, and, and it's just very dynamic that way. I think that's what got me interested in your guys' show is hearing your background. And, uh, you know, I grew up, uh, people basically saying that pe- tigers don't change their stripes, right? Mm-hmm. That, that they're, if this is what your culture was, it's always going to be what your culture is. Yeah. And I knew that wasn't true. And it sort of seems like that's what, I don't know if people told you that, but you 100% change your stripes. Man, you know, you got to grow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that statement is so true, but it's not what one that most people believe. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I think um, you got to want to grow too, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to grow. There's a lot of opportunities to uh, to, to 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 embrace different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, if you're closed in in a mentality, yeah, and and you don't experience or open up yourself to certain uh, ways or, or things that are going out there, you're always going to be thinking that way. And uh, I think that uh, you got to want to grow and search things out for real. What I like to do is like measure my life. So in business, they say if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Mm-hmm. I like to measure what's going on and sit down and when I meditate or when I pray and just go, is this working? Mm-hmm. So when I deal with someone at work or if I have an issue with my kids and, and it doesn't go so well, I measure it out. I'm like if it's not working, I'm going to do it. I had a, a discussion with a, a pastor um, from my past where they were talking about how important it was to spank kids. And I'm like, I tried it. It didn't work. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I think I spanked my son like two times, maybe three times, and I didn't get the change I wanted. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to hit the kid anymore. <laughs> It wasn't hard enough. <laughs> I don't know. He's downstairs. That's not from me, people. That's not from me. <laughs> we can go downstairs and ask him. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that that's true in everywhere in our life. So if something's not working, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, if you wake up every morning miserable and, you know, you, you're... 
I don't know, uh, being promiscuous or you're doing drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, and you're waking up not feeling good, I'm like, well, that's a pretty good telltale sign that you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's your body going, hey, this this sucks. Please don't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. But not enough people think or want to do that, right? Uh, we, I think we've talked about this, is that people <laughs> are... Uh, I, don't, I don't like to... Uh, claim overall that people are lazy but we're just seeing a big shift into whatever's convenient and quicker for things to get done um and and people just aren't contributing the right amount of time into making sure that, that people are being healthy around them and, yeah. and they're not putting enough investment into those people um you know a- abe spends a lot of time outside of his regular nine to five uh, mentoring kids and all that and and it goes unseen and and unpraised which is fine he's not looking for praise on it but uh, he's doing things out there that just seeing him on the street, you, you know, especially in his hood, he looks like a thug and you sit there and think <laughs> yeah, he's up to no good. Just, just checking out your Rolex All if those are even cool there. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they even like Rolexes oh, anymore? Oh, yeah, Rolexes are still out there. Are they still out there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. So what about Apple Watches? Would you steal that instead? No, nah, I don't take no Apple Watch. Yeah, see, it's still the Rolex. You know the, the OG. <laughs> it's still the OG in there, Put some diamonds in that thing. That's right. There you go. One of those gold ones. Put some bling on it. Yeah. Signed by the Kardashian. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? And then that's one of the things that I find most fascinating is because with Abe, every single day is is anti-judgment. He has to go out there and put on a show to not be judged. Whereas you yeah. and I, for the most part, are just used to walking around town and, and we don't have to worry about it. But that's white privilege in action right there. And, and I don't mind saying it that way. Yeah. But you hear some of the things that this guy has to go through every day and you're just kind of like, man, I'm sorry not necessarily on behalf of me and my people, but just from what has happened. Right. You know, and, and, and once you can expose that and start talking about it and be comfortable about it, I mean, it took me the longest time to say black on, on, <laughs> on the radio. You know, it was just this thing because you're sitting hanging around and you see what's happening, but then the more you understand about it, you're just kind of like, holy man, that word is so heavy it in is. certain contexts. Yeah. And, and it's thanks to Abe where I've actually been able to come out and actually have just real dialogue about it yeah. um, because it's that hesitation and, and buying into the whole, I don't know if we should talk about it, is what's causing the problem. It's creating that separation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're not having the open discussion about why am I uncomfortable talking about things that are black. Right. You know, black mm-hmm. cats, you know, superstition <laughs> things. And I was still like, oh, man, you know. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is that it's about understanding. But again, that's where his part of it is so huge because he could just as easily be one of the angry guys that we see on TV that are causing the trouble. But uh, he has a whole different approach about it. It, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because I have a friend uh, here in town who's adopted. Uh, he's adopted four kids, uh, Caucasian, um, an East Indian girl, and then two black boys. And uh, he messaged me. I, I um, teach self-defense. And he said, can you teach my boy self-defense? I said, well, why? He says, the amount of racism in this town is out, <laughs> like outrageous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? And, of course, this is the, the white privilege yeah, side, we don't right? See it. We, we don't see it that way. None of my friends use derogatory terms or, mm-hmm. you know, say, oh, I'm not going to hang out with that guy. That that doesn't happen. Yeah. But do you do you see that here in Airdrie? Yeah, it's, it's huge out here in the streets, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, it, you just, it, you know, like, growing up the way you, I grew up, you just kind of uh, shrug your shoulders at it, you know what I'm saying? Because you ain't, you ain't, you ain't want to spend any energy and time in that stuff, you know what I'm saying? And... But it is what it is. It's it's life, you know. And then if some people want to learn and uh, and they'll see like you know what we we're not we're not that different. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we just keep on moving like that. It seems like a hard uproad battle to be fight or <laughs> hate against hate. Like the you know there, there's people that are going to hate for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And why would you want to combat that with hate? 
Right, exactly. You can't yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? You just got to love the hate out of a person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in uh, Surrey, BC. And when mm. I was out there, it was... Thornhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I met a girl uh, while I was doing a quote for my regular job. And she's, oh, where are you originally from? I said, Surrey. Mm. But I won't rob you. I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a reputation. Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyways, when I, when I went to Surrey, we went to Frank Hurt Senior Secondary. And when I started there, there was maybe 5% diversity. Like, it was all white kids. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was in grade 10, it was probably 60 or 70% East Indian mm-hmm. kids. And we had no idea. But yet, there they was, were the minority still. They were treated like the minority. <laughs> exactly. For <laughs> exactly. sure, yeah. And uh, I talk about this uh, on another episode, but it was not an inherent hate for for the East Indian kids, although we treated them that way, mm-hmm. we just didn't know them. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they didn't know us. They were in a brand new country around brand new cultures. They weren't very comfortable. We weren't very comfortable. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you just, I think some people take that and just go, oh, that's the way they all are. Uh-huh. And then I 100% did at that time and just believed it. And then as you get to know them, as you get to, you know, work with them and go to school with them and all that, and you're like, oh, well, you're just a dude like I am. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's... It's hard unless you're in a family that is has that diversity already. Where yeah. you, you know, my friend, my family didn't have uh, black friends or East mm-hmm. Indian friends, or for that matter, even any other white culture. It was just basically, you know, Surrey white people. That's mm-hmm. all that they hung out with. <laughs> so I didn't know anything else. Yeah. And uh, you look at it now, and you go, "Oh, well, this this is that was being silly. I didn't need to be angry, or or I, I should have just asked more questions." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't hate nobody for not knowing, right? You 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 know you 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 get mad at people when they know better, but they choose not to do good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then that then that's kind of uh, upsetting. But if somebody don't know nothing, you ain't exposed to it. Then you know you struggle, and you, you you teach the people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's you gotta t- you gotta be the better person. <coughs> and this is where you know some of us have to work ten times better. I mean, more than the next person because you want to show that you know we ain't all the way that you think or the way that people are portrayed in the movies right. you know what I'm saying we're actually uh, contributing positively in yeah. society and doing good things yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah well let's let's go back to goals a little bit because I have mm. uh, and everyone in my show has heard this lots but I have a long-term goal of being a healthy fit grandfather mm-hmm. so that means working on it now <laughs> do you guys have any of those like life goals that 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 you're working on or you're always in the back of your mind are, are you talking personal or for the show or for uh, personal? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't think mine's too different from yours overall. Is that I just want to see my my boys grow up healthy and and hopefully that they can turn around and contribute back to society in some way or form. I want them to, um, you know, go against the grain of just being selfish and uh, you know, kind of fight this perception that the millennials are you know just entitled and all that. I think there's just a big misunderstanding there on on what we used to do and what they are today and i think that our generation of kids so the ones that are kind of in uh the elementary schools these days are going to be the ones that actually flip this world on its head and um the problem is is that we might not leave much for them uh, to succeed we might end up in some kind of dystopian future by then which is kind of grim uh but nonetheless i want them to succeed even in that environment you know is uh so just teach them on how to understand who to trust who not to trust and uh those that you do make those better people yeah I can say what I appreciate about you and your boys, because I, I see you guys at church all the time and, and uh, out in public, 
you are super affectionate with your kids. Oh, thanks. Man. And uh, <laughs> you you don't see that with a lot of dads out there. Mm. And, and I I feel that I'm the same way. Like I I'm always touching, hugging, kissing my yep. kids. I just I don't I, I just can't get enough of it. Yep. I truly truly want to be around them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if parents took a little bit more of that uh, thought process, don't be shy about you know grabbing your kid yeah. in public. Although sometimes my 14 year old girl is like, Dad, come on. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of that though is. is that um, most people these days um, assume that because they're busting their butt out there working and making, you know, six figures a year, that yeah. that is the affection that they're showing. But kids don't see that. So you need no. to spend the time and maybe worry less about the financial contribution to it and spend For the real. time with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is the only advice that I can give is that I could be out there working, you know, eight days a week, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and... And, you know, pay for everything that my kids ever want. But right. uh, I would not have what what you see out there with them. My oldest is 14, and, and we're still hanging out on Friday mornings going for hot chocolate before school's on Friday. Nice. You know, that kind of thing. And, and I tell you what he's turning into. It's like he's not a combination of me or my wife anymore. Like yeah. he is his own individual, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because I can sit there and say, that's not me and that's not her. Yeah. So the only thing it must be is the time, yeah. you, you know, because yeah. I'm not that good. Yeah. You know, like, that's just amazing to see. It's exciting when your 14-year-old still wants to hang out with totally. My daughter yeah, says, hey, can totally. we go shopping? Yeah. And you <laughs> Yeah, but she's using you. You didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> she's sneaky. Well, well, hold on a second here. Hold on a second. <laughs> but to get to spend time with her, she wants to spend time. She has Real. the option yeah, to ask her grammar and her $650. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need the $150 jacket instead yeah. of four. Uh-huh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 important that the our our the generation of kids underneath us yeah. grow up with the love in their heart that yeah. they know that they're appreciated and loved and and that they're they're going to succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what are your long term goals? My long term goal. Oh man, I can't I can't think right now, man. Yeah, this saying. is this is Abe's third podcast today. <laughs> yeah, so third we, today. we've stole or they've stolen most of the words from them. No, I mean I guess uh, managing time. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, a <laughs> That's one of the best things that I I would want to make sure that um, I, uh, I I I'm do I do better at. That's my long term goal is to spend quality time and doing things. Yeah. What am I saying? I I, I you know it's funny because I was gonna say I want to speak for you, man. Uh, so Abe wants to make the world a better place in the Beautiful. long goal. And the reason why he can't articulate that long term is because it's day over day thing. He yeah. has to work every day to make that happen, and then one day he'll turn around and it'll be a better place. Yeah. Um, but you can't you can't articulate that that means that in five years from now he's going to be mentoring twenty kids instead of five kids. Like you cannot. There's no put, way to measure. You can't that. quantify 100. this. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that what I learned from this man is how do I make the world a better place over time. But take a look at it day over day and focus on today's goal, which is making everybody around me better. And and I only got that from him. I, I saw that on your Instagram conversations with Abe. You have like your little notes from your iPhone where you put in. Oh yeah, see, I told notes. you that worked. See, <laughs> dog, that's the second person. I, it's I, a big deal. I, I'm telling you, that is probably the most important thing a human being can do is write down what they want. For real, for real. For their day, right? Uh-huh, so uh-huh. what 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 are some of the ones you had in there? Yeah. I don't even know, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like, I I, I got a lot of st- uh, stuff that come 
uh, straight from the dawn. Like, you know, in the rap industry, we call it uh, freestyling. It's stuff that just comes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then you just start spitting it real quick. You know, so I got a lot of those things because I like spending time with my thoughts a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's so much stuff that I realized that, they, you know what, this kid, you, you're smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? I, I think I'm, I'm smart in that way because then knowing that there is so much stuff that you can't bring out yeah. in the quietness of your mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then bringing that stuff out on paper because if you're not uh, uh, that... Uh, if you don't spend time with yourself and just digging your brain to see what it is that's in your brain, right. then you're always going to take what Aaron says or what the next person says mm-hmm. or what somebody else says. You know what I'm saying? But then when you spend time and understand that you're smart enough to bring out things that can be appreciated by people, then you're getting somewhere. Right. So the writing would be like your form of meditation or prayer or... Yeah, it's just a it's just a way of me bringing out my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's meditation or not. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that with you, um, a- Abe's kind of so spontaneous that uh, you can't script his thoughts. You you can't make it, and that's probably one of the reasons why we walk in as cold as we do is because for us to sit there and say, okay, today we're going to talk about right. homeless youth right. or something, it'll go off the rails it because will. it's not spontaneous. And and you'll find that in a lot of our episodes, we start with kind of a general idea. By the end of it, we're, you know, 650 degrees <laughs> yeah. in the other direction. Man, we've gone around so many times. And, and, and that's the thing, and, and that's why Abe doesn't recall things either because it's so instant, yes. so spontaneous, yes. and so right now yeah. that that's the only time that it was relevant any other That's time right. if you spit out some of those things in the middle of dinner or something people would be like what are you talking about yeah. it yeah. only matters right then and there and and that's why this is kind of like a a really good podcast for us is because we're both just very spontaneous it's right. only good when we say it right then and there right yeah. right word it's funny i had a lady on the show that uh brought that up to me she um jody who we'll have back again but i was saying that growing up not many people told me anything that was valuable like hey mm-hmm. that's a bad attitude or hey mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing this and i I kind of, for a while, got mad at all those people, you know, even Christian people that I knew saying, hey, why, why wouldn't you say something? She goes, well, would you have believed it? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe not, right? And probably not even maybe. I know I wouldn't have at that time if someone had told me that, you know, uh, God loves you and he doesn't want you to do that. <laughs> Up yours. Hmm. <laughs> it's 100% where I would have been. But eventually it came around and I got it. And so that spontaneousness, when you see something in somebody and you can just say it to them right then, like, yeah. you're a good person. I know you are. Or, or whatever whatever it is you see in them and saying that, there, there's a lot of value in that mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And everything, everything that you say, when you say it in love, it, it makes a difference because you could see something good in somebody and you say it and they won't believe you because of the way you're saying it and where it's coming from. A lot of people have been taken advantage of to the point where they, they, they don't believe anything that comes out from nobody. Yeah. But then when you speak about something and you speak it out of love, it holds more weight than yeah. somebody who's just spitting it. It don't matter if they as influential as whoever it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you say something out of love and you're saying from a good place, it's always going to come out right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about what you do with the youth. I um, uh, I, <laughs> I really firmly believe that, that Christians need to be, I don't want to say less Christian, but they need to be a little bit more worldly when they're talking to people to to make them understand. Like they should know that we're Christian, mm-hmm. but they should also know that we're we're somewhat normal people as well. I had a ministry where I taught self defense, and I had lots of people come to me looking for advice and 
uh, you know, they were going through troubles in their marriage or whatever, and they came to me because it was a Christian, but what I was doing wasn't Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what what are you doing with these youth that that's that well just what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just out here trying to do my thing. So here's the thing, when it comes to uh trying to how I see that works for me is being myself 100%, you know what I'm saying? Cuz people going they're going to tell if you're fake or not. If right. you're trying to do something just for trying to do it, we will see it in the streets and people will expose you. But if you're real and you're like, again, it goes back to the heart. If your heart is straight and you want to do something, it don't matter how many mistakes you make, people are going, they're going to come for you. They're going to come and, 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 and love on you yeah. because it's seen that everything is coming from a good place. But how I do my thing is just basically meeting people where they at, you know what I'm saying? And just uh, walking with them f- uh, from that standpoint. And one thing that I've come to understand is that um, if you're a Christian, there are people that are supposed to be right in the church, meaning that their gifts will never extend to the world because if they come to the world, they will be offensive to the world. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. they are here to edify the body of Christ, these people that are in the church. Yeah. And then there are those that will go across borders, so as to speak. They can be in the church and also out here affecting change right. in people's lives. Yeah. You feel me? So... You just got to find who you is and not try to uh, step bounds yeah. and try to uh, uh, reach out to people that you know you can't reach out to. Because I know that there's certain things that I do or that I say that will not be accepted in certain circles. So when I'm in those circles right there, I am a different kind of cat. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So you just got to find out who you is and where you're supposed to be at. And then that will work. You know what I'm saying? It will work 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's a way better way of describing it. <laughs> I uh, that that that's exactly how I feel. Like there is a way that we can go out there and be Christians and not try to pound it down people's mm-hmm. throats and telling them like we're wrong. If you if you at work, you know, like a lot of companies don't allow you to talk about your Christianity, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So then you you also take that uh, approach in certain uh, relationships. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying it's not everybody that. The, the, that's at that place yeah. where they can't accept what you're saying. So then you have to understand that, you know, like with this group of people, this is what it is that they want to hear. This is what it is that I can't get away with. Yeah. And then this other group, I can be, free, I can freely speak about what it is that I believe in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what we want to do at the end of the uh, at the end of the day is lead people to Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And which avenue or whichever way you go through to do it. You know that that's it's not it's not scripted. Yeah. That's where it is that it becomes personal. How it is that you're going go ahead. And you can be 100 percent honest in both groups. Absolutely. Right. Like the you can be in a, a secular group and not have to hide anything. Um, you yeah. know, when someone comes to you, I, I know when I had a, a guy going through divorce um, when I was running the submit, and he he was he just wanted to bash on his wife and. I know from a scriptural point what my job is as a husband is that I'm supposed to love and honor my mm-hmm. wife and, you know, make her feel good. And that's my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you doing that for your wife? And he's like, well, she did. I'm like, that's yeah. not the point. That's <laughs> just not the point. The point is, what are you doing? You have no zero. I have zero control over my wife. Yep. And I shouldn't have control over my wife. But I sort of do if I'm being a good husband. Mm-hmm. I get a lot more control when I'm, yep. when I'm the best husband I can be. Uh-huh. So you, go, you, you can have this honest conversation with people even outside the church um, 
maybe only when they're in need. I don't know. Uh, well, pride has a lot to do <clears> that with that as well. Yeah. Is it everybody these days is relative? Not not everybody. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> some people these days are, are self centered. <laughs> you know, so so it's just a pride thing. Is yeah. that uh, you don't want to admit, not you in particular, <laughs> that uh, you know because Christianity worked for me, that it might work for you because it, then it proves that you might have been doing something wrong you right. know air quote uh, this whole time right and then everybody has so much pride that they like to think that everything up until this point was the right course you know yeah. so it's very hard to change course and and that's where that pride thing comes in is it are you humble enough to sit there and look and talk to somebody and go you know what you're right yeah you know it's it's easier when you're up to you know eight years old but after that you're independent enough where you know, I live my life the way that I want to, and my parents told me I could be anything I want to be. Yeah. And uh, it's it's learning how to to have that humility to just take advice. And if if you're willing to listen, then you're making the world a better place around you. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. The um, uh, I li- used to listen to a lot of Tony Robbins because he's mm. about goal setting and getting ahead and all that kind of thing. And one of the things that he said, uh, a lot of the stuff that revolves around business also works in your personal life mm-hmm. so he says with your business yep. if you don't know what the end result is so what happens on the last day of your business is it being sold is it being given to your kids are you just shutting it down because you made it whatever it is mm-hmm. you have to know what that end goal is uh-huh. and so my end goal of um of uh, my life was to be a healthy fit grandfather mm-hmm. so that i can support my kids so you know that involves my finances that mm-hmm. involves you know my overall health of my body being fit being all that kind of stuff um so i think about the end all the time mm-hmm. where i want to be and what i want to do so what does the end look like for you guys like when you're 65 years old mm-hmm. not that i hope that 65 <laughs> is the end <laughs> but you know that the, those last twilight years what do those look like for you guys well i mean if, if i'm already sick uh and in the hospital or something like that as long as my family's around me it means that i influence them in such a way that that they care back still mm. uh a lot of times we're finding seniors that are all alone in their last uh-huh. 20 years of life because somebody's popped them into a house. Uh, they stop by, you know, once a month or, you know, once a year. Um, but those those months are like years to them because yeah. when you're alone, you know, every second is a day. Uh, yeah. So as long as my family is still having something to do with me by that time, then I know that I've at least succeeded in influencing them in a positive way that they want to spend time with me yeah. uh, even in my last minutes. So oh, cool. That's, yeah, like I'm the same way. You know, what I'm saying like if you can't, if you can't um, uh, encourage or uh, positively affect your family, then you, you failed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that I'm not, I'm on the same wavelength right there. That yeah, yeah. I don't want to take the Christianity out of it. There. I mean, ultimately, we want at at our end days to know that we're in touch with God and that that's sure. where we're heading. Yeah. Um, but if I've done everything right my family being close to me will validate that yeah. everything's right because sure. if yeah. I'm not walking in a godly fashion, then they won't want to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. So so that's uh, I, I just didn't want to take away from the point that all of us ultimately want God to smile on us at our end days. Yeah. But uh, Sitting at the right hand. Yeah, but but walking proper, yeah. um, those are the indicators that you get. You don't have to wait until he's going through your resume at the end of the day to, to point out things. you got to sell yourself to God saying, but I did this and this. <laughs> your, your lifestyle will show whether or not you're deserving of that. And even if you're a non-believer... Is that still not what you want at the end of the day? Is yeah. is for people to be around you uh, in your last minutes? I mean, I think that's a great goal for Christians and non. I hope people want that. That that's that's. I just don't think enough people think about it and plan. Like I have mine so detailed out. I picture 
So I tell people all the time, I'm going to end up in Belize in a dirt floor, grass <laughs> hut, mm-hmm. picking fruit and fishing all day. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of my end, right? And I fly up and visit my grandkids every other week and, you know, or bring them down, What whatever the situation is. But that's where I see myself is uh-huh, just uh-huh. in the tropical paradise, in a hammock, eating fruit, <laughs> going out fishing <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I think so many people, when they're having relationships right now, they're not thinking, what is this mm-hmm. going to be like in 15 years yeah. or 20 years or 30 years, right? You have to think about that when you're married, when you have kids. Like, what am I doing right now that's going to affect them when they're 20, yeah. when they're 30, when they're 40, when they're dads, when yeah. they're grandparents? Yeah, that, that's where a lot of that uh, purchase of just stuff these days uh-huh. uh, gets in the way of people's goals because they see success as having the, you know, the BMW and all this kind of stuff. But does that purchase take away from what you're contributing to your family's overall well-being? You yeah. know, I, I drive an old, you know, Accord, a 2002 <laughs> or something like that. I mean, I, I'd love to have, I, I had to, my wife bought me the $20 seat thing from Costco so that I can have heated seats, you know, because it's much cheaper than another, a new another car. car. Yeah, you know what I mean? But that's the thing is that I'd still rather be driving that thing to my death instead of looking like I'm successful in setting up my my kids for goals that are not necessarily unrealistic, but just it, it doesn't fit into the big picture of things to be right. driving this fancy car and stuff is is not a reasonable goal because and, it has nothing to do with it. And not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Like if you want to have a BMW and it fits yeah. your budget and it's you know safer for your yeah. well, by all means, yep. have at her. But you can't be just goal. Like that right. has to be people orientated, not stuff That's oriented. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I have uh, a question that I've been asking people lately. Um, what is your, if you could script out what your life should be like or what you, the, the, your best life would mm-hmm. be like, what would that be? Like, obviously, no one wants to have to work for a living, right? So finances have to be part of it. You know, the type of house that you live in has to be part of it. The people around you has to be part of it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that all that has to has to in that way um the problem is is that we've created it that that's part of it is it sure i'd like to have a house does it have to be the house that i'm in not necessarily i mean i can love my kids just as much um in a smaller house in a you know a bigger house uh, you know anything like that and and that's kind of the thing is that um i just want to make sure that i'm making them a better person than i ever was and ever will be and that in turn that they're going to make the world a better place and that's it is that i know i can do that under any environment you know uh, yeah. i i understand that there's people saying you know well if you're in syria right now you know it'd be a lot harder and you're kind of like you know what my house just might have gotten blown up and all that but i still have my family i still have these essentials and and we're just looking for food today but i mean the lord will provide yeah. you know if you have belief and there are some people that have come from some really bad situations compared to our kind of soft north american upbringing that are still way more successful and way better people than than i don't even know that i'll ever attain right. and they and they did it without yeah. anything that i have of these regular comforts that i was born into so um i i don't see the stuff as being a, a success in in that it's how do i make sure that i can still make the kids the best that i can through whatever adversity that we're running into because ultimately you've already said it is everything's just stuff right so if i find a way to succeed and make my kids better and and that then it doesn't matter that way right so it's funny. I don't know if you guys know or not. There's uh, the lottery got up to sixty million dollars in Canada. We don't normally gamble or buy, but we're like, eh, sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's go spend twenty bucks and see. And so the draw was last night. I didn't win, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else did. But I, um, I was talking to my wife. We were just waiting on my daughter to get out of youth, and I was like, so if we win the sixty million dollars, what are we, mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? Like you. 
if you don't plan for what you're going to do yeah. in the future, you're never going to get that stuff. So mm. um, she's like, well, I think we'd renovate the house a little bit mm-hmm. and I might upgrade my truck. And I'm like, it's $60 million, mm-hmm. lady. But her, she loves her life. She yeah. she loves our house. She's like, I don't want to get another house. Because right yeah. away, I'm like, I'm going to go buy an acreage. I'm going to build yeah. a house. And I'm going to, yeah. right? And she goes, no, I, I don't, I, I like it here mm-hmm. right now. I'm like, okay, we'll renovate the house. We'll do, you know, and we have plans yeah. to do that anyway. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that um, money does not take away from the job you have. I would still work because my job at work <clears> is not complete yet. There are still people that need reach there. Right. And, and by me showing up and still being humble and being the guy that I am, them knowing that I'm a Christian at work um, is only going to help benefit and bring them and understand. But as soon as I take that $60 million and bail, yeah. then now I'm not a Christian anymore in their minds. Or at least I'm the typical wow. Christian yeah. because I've now just, oh, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, I'm I don't all need good you anymore. Now. I'm all good. <laughs> and so, so that takes away from that kind of goal underneath is that I need to find a way and make sure that even if I have what the apostles had, which is just the sandals on my feet, yeah. um, that I'm still able to go out there and disciple and be with people, and money shouldn't influence that either way. Yeah, so. that's why I love doing this show. I get corrected <laughs> all the time. <laughs> when when I call that, I want to know is because I really yeah. want to know what other people think and how yeah. how they develop their lives and 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 it gets me to a better place in my life. I, I'm still going to Belize right now. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> that's all good. Um, they yeah, they need Christ too, so build a church. One hundred, yeah. sixty oh. million dollars. You could that's build right. a pretty nice church in Belize. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to hire a pastor though. I don't think I've got that. You do. Do <laughs> man, and see where's your goals, man? You have it in you. you it's uh, everybody yeah. needs the message a different way, yes. and we're yeah. all put here to give it a different way. Yes. So, uh, so you got it. Beautiful. You know, just just admit it to yourself, and you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a pastor uh, say that she's like, "Well, why don't why don't you start and uh, get a, one?" I, this is going to sound silly considering what we do now, but I'm afraid uh, I have stage fright. So, mm. being on a stage in front of more than like ten or fifteen people, I start like severely panicking. Nice. Uh, well, not really. So, well, no, I'm just thinking that when we get together for Christmas, we'll do charades and I'll find oh. that limit of how many people when you're standing up there doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always in the audience like, don't call me up, don't, don't call, call me up, don't yeah. call me up. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I know we have lots of listeners on here and I have, you know, no panic talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, but when I can see all the faces, yeah. Like, yeah, just, just get them to bring up the lights so that you just can't see it. There's True, yeah. yeah. Blocked them out. A- yeah. Abe didn't get to say what uh, if you won sixty million, what you'd be up to. If oh, you won sixty yeah. million, yeah, I buy you a Rolex, Man. so you don't have to. Man, I'll, I'll get a Maybach. I'll get a. What, what's a Maybach? It's it's a maid. You used to have a maid, and you're gonna get her back. <laughs> Maybach. Get my maid back. You're gonna get your maid back. See this? Th- I didn't know this about it. Abe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a car. <laughs> 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 I'll get the one with no roof on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're paying money for it. Why wouldn't you get a roof? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'll be living in, uh, uh, in probably Florida. No, no, Florida. Florida? Got, they got, got alligators and crap in there. They got too Florida, many man. alligators yeah. in Florida. Yeah, yeah they and got that fentanyl. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, but BC's came crazy, though. But he, yes. he'd be so rich, he'd buy the naloxone with it. So <laughs> <he could> just <laughs> self-medicate. <laughs> upward now. <laughs> <laughs> 60 million dollars yeah man 
my, br- my you, brain I'm hair. sorry. You would build your youth center that you've I been talking about. You, be, I don't know where center. that would look because at 60 million, you'd be able to put it wherever you want. But you know what? The, the danger with the, having so much money like that yeah, is that I you're going to end up doing things that are unnecessary, say, That's with right. the youth and all yeah, that Yeah, but, but they would have the best sound and light system you've ever seen. They'd all have Rolexes. Full video studio. Oh, the old studio. They'd be everything. Yeah, you'd run out of money real quick. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you'd, you'd have a Maybach, but uh, what about personally? I think I gotta it, know what a Maybach is. Oh, yeah, Maybach no, go is, ahead and Google, Google it up. Google man. that thing, man. That's yeah. a really nice ride. So, um, sixty million. I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't. I, I've never thought about that. Like, what, you, what would you I do? No, God won't give you sixty million unless you have a plan for it, right? Really now? Really now? I think there's ten, pe- 10 million people who got plans. And ain't nobody <laughs> got that right. yet. That could that's be true right. too. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I just learned about Abe overall is that, again, that is is a goal that's even tomorrow away, you know, and and so unless it happens today, Abe ain't thinking about it, and and I'm sorry to speak so much for you. It's real, though, for real. But but give it to him and then let him decide what to do with it, but, but don't ask him on what... He's gonna do with it because he doesn't plan that way. It's, yeah. it's it's not a today. It's if I got sixty million today, okay, then I can do ten million over into this shelter over 100. here, and five over here, you know. But it, you know, if he takes the lump sum and it's only twenty seven and a half million, but he's already excited about spending sixty, 60. then then it changes the plan. Everything. So he exactly. needs yeah. to know what's in front of 100. him today <clears throat> for it. Um, and again, I apologize for speaking. You're speaking. For you, Abe, you're but, speaking uh, facts, bro. <laughs> 100. So, that is a sweet ride, by the way. I just <laughs> really know what you guys are talking. I'd buy one of those. Would you buy the one with the roof? <laughs> I'd buy the one. With the roof. We live in we live in Canada. Just, you can't have yeah. a car without a roof. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I got a similar plan. The uh, my daughter loves acting, mm. and uh, um, there was a company here in town called Torchlight Theater. Yeah, uh, the founder's been on and and mm-hmm. uh, talked about it a little bit, but they need space to to have a theater. Um, I love podcasting so much. I would set up a podcast studio. I love mm-hmm. martial arts, so I've got my tiny little gym in the basement. But I'd like about a two thousand square foot gym, mm-hmm. and then there would be a youth center attached to it, a pool table, yep. foosball, like all the fun stuff, and it would just be um, a city center mm-hmm. for whatever people wanted to do. If you had $60 million, spend $2.5 million putting a building up, another million dollars in equipment, you still got a bucket load of cash to do whatever you want Absolutely. and just let people use it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though, is that, um, you know, I like to think of the st- sustainability side of things, though, because, I mean, operationally, that thing will cost mm. you a million dollars a year. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, unless that plan's going to work for 25, you know, years kind of thing, and then you get your corporate sponsorships and stuff along the way, yeah. even that starts to become, you know, kind a of a large job. thing because now now you're only at $30 million because you're making that thing work for 25 years. So it starts cutting into maybe some of your personal goals and some of the other things you want to so like i agree with you that we should be doing things like that but the problem with some of the foundations is that they don't think so far ahead they don't think about operations but just have two or three guys helping out and then equipment and and all those utilities and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and you know it just becomes really expensive to operate one of those things so um and and there's only you get volunteer burnout and all that kind of stuff and then now suddenly you're the one that's doing it even though you're just the founder of it and (laughs) and there's a big difference there yeah Yeah. and and you're burning yourself out so you (coughs) can't even enjoy your other 15 million that you have left over you know like (laughs) it's a it's a real double-edged sword when you're looking at that thing 
Um, and, and a lot of people are, oh, yeah, no, I'd buy my mom's house for them and I'd do this kind of stuff. And yeah. you're like, you're going to be poor, even yeah, though it's 60 million, yeah, you're going to be yeah. poor within five years. Not intentionally. You, you just didn't see it. You see that with uh, fighters, rappers, singers, mm-hmm. actors, they get these bucket loads of money and then all of a sudden they're just, they're, they're, they got nothing. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're broke. That $60 million doesn't go where it used to go, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what is it? Jay-Z and Beyonce are probably ones that are like really knowing how to manage it and they're out there yeah. and recontributing back. I just about said Kanye and Beyonce. You would have smacked <laughs> me across the table. I, I saw it. I was just, whoa, Jay. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's where you see the ones that are doing it smart. And yeah. then the other ones are, you know, sitting in jail or whatever right now because they just they just have that attitude and that, you know, where you've been brought up by image-based society. Yeah. And yeah. you just, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to, you know, do crayons in my hair and all that stuff. And I'm yeah. going to end up in jail because I don't know how to manage not only my money, but my time and my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter the... Uh, I think the, the the scripture was that why would God trust you um, with a lot of money if you can't even manage a little bit of mm-hmm. money, right? And yeah. so having having good management skills, and I believe that's how we get growth in our lives. Is For sure. Be really good at the stuff that you've got. For sure. And then you're going to get something else. Yeah. And then you're going to get something else. You just manage everything, whether it's your kids, your wife, your relationships, your house, your finances, your time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that we're always managing those to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And that's one of the things, too, that um, from a semi-judgmental point of view, I sit there and look at him like, you know, the reason why I haven't won 60 million yet is I'm ready, but but my wife's not ready yet. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that, is that you, you really do with the people around you have to be ready collectively because right. maybe that's true. Yeah. You know, is that if I got the money and, uh, you know, maybe Abe's not ready for his million of that because I would give that to him. Oh, well, now it's on radio. Um, but, but you know what I mean? Is it so then You're none of us hook. will benefit from it because he's yeah. not ready for that? Maybe he's never ready, which means we will never collectively win, right. if, if, if you know what I mean. And yeah. that's the thing is that if our family is unprepared for that as well, it's not just me individually, because again, I can only influence certain things that my spouse does, yeah. you know, then we're still not ready, you know, because her being ready is part of my being ready. Right. And, and that's one thing to take a look at. So, Again, you're right that the God will provide, but uh, I don't think any of us are ever in that position, especially for you know a sixty million dollar hit, <laughs> and especially as men of Christ to to manage that properly. Like, yeah. how do you handle something like that? And we so. probably have the best opportunity with the amount of yeah. people that we have around us, right? <laughs> with start our, a church, our pastors, our million. friends, <laughs> and <laughs> we we have this great group of mentors and mm-hmm. and people that'll hold us accountable all the time for for the things we say, the things we do. Yeah. And if we're open to listening, we we have that ability. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Corey's ready for us to win sixty million. That's for yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't want to sound chauvinistic, but to what you were saying is yeah. our job, and I don't mean in a um, yeah, as a chauvinistic way, but mm-hmm. we really have to be the leaders of Absolutely. our family and our yeah. community, right? And we have to always be working towards that. And mm-hmm. I think that's where divorce and and mm-hmm. unsettled relationships come in is when men don't do that. They yeah, don't well, stand up. And yeah, be the men leader. men get selfish and entitled um, in, in just a different way, you yeah. know. And uh, it's because of that that a lot of times, and then we won't admit. They right. were the ones that are wrong as well. Um, my wife and I went through a couple of different things throughout our time together, and uh, it, it totally was me. 
Yeah. Um, you don't see it at the time and you barely even ever admit it, even after the fact kind of thing. You'll always find a way to slight it or lighten it up. Yeah. And But we need to be way better men uh, in this world, not just yeah. to our spouses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we need to be the spiritual leaders. We need to, to take control, not in the way that you think of, you know, domination, yeah. right. you know, kind of thing. But I mean, we need to set an example for ourselves because we need to be that strength and that foundation. Yeah. Um, so that's why we start seeing all these things because a guy can't just for a second be like, okay, no, you're right. Right. You know, and... Um, it's just unfortunate. And not that we're never right, but I think the, the question that I ask myself when mm-hmm. things get unsettled in my house right away, I go, okay, what am I not doing right? Mm-hmm. Or what am I doing wrong? Or what what do I need to change? Yep. And as soon as I do that and I sit down and talk, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, guys, mm-hmm. that this is not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys need from me? All yeah. of a sudden, everything settles yeah, down. We can we can right. bring all that together and yeah. make a conversation. But as soon as we get all angry or do whatever our guy thing is, you know, caveman style, start because yeah. people with bats so. and pulling. Right. by their hair <laughs> yeah you know and and that's the thing is that um that is that male driven society that you're talking about i mean yeah. it, i'm glad that the conversations are happening these days about the whole male dominated industries and all that kind of stuff you know where equality has been talked about this whole time but there is a foundational route that we need to be the leaders not because it's our um you know, in us that people expect us to, but because that's what we need to be. Right. It's just simple. It's nothing outside of that. That's what we need to be is we need to be a foundational yeah. rock for everything around us. So I want to be the foundational rock for you two dudes, which in that turn will help you be foundational rocks for the rest of your family. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, Jordan Peterson uh, is a psychologist and, and I would call him a Christian, although I don't know that he would call himself a mm-hmm. Christian, but he, he's got this kind of uh, golden rule that first you do what's right for you. But not only right for you, it's got to be right for you and your family and your community and the world. Mm -hmm. So that's a good decision. But not only right for all those people, Mm -hmm. it's got to be right right now and in five years and in 10 years and in Mm -hmm. 20 years. And that hit me so hard that I I started going backwards, which is the wrong thing to do. And I just started looking at all the decisions I made. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, that wasn't even good for me. So how could it be good for anybody Mm -hmm. else? And now I stopped the the backpedaling and beating myself up and just Mm -hmm. go, okay, now when I got a decision to make, I'm going to base it on that. If I tell or if I say this to my wife, is it going to be good for me? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not good for me. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going to turn out well. Find another way to say this so that it's good for me Mm -hmm. and it's good for my wife Mm -hmm. and my kids and everybody else. And that was a a game changer for me as a person where Mm -hmm. I could really view things from outside of myself and mm-hmm. how am I affecting everyone else, right? Like it's like the, the butterfly wings on the pond. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to go out everywhere. So you have to be very conscious of the words coming out of your mouth mm-hmm. and the things that you do. And so listening to what Peterson has to say, and there's quite a few other psychologists that I listen to that I that are on this same boat that, you know, you can... Just give away all your time and all your money and all your efforts, but that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to be good for those other people. Maybe yeah. short term or maybe short lived, but you first have to take care of yourself, right? Make sure that you're getting rest. Make sure that you're taking care of yeah. your finances. Make sure that your future is somewhat secured in all those different areas yeah. mm-hmm. and then go do that for everybody. Else. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, my recommendation for you would be to make sure that you get the four door Maybach so that it can, <laughs> you know, so you can drive around 
on the kids and stuff, and then that way it's a benefit to everybody other than yourself. Do they make it, it in a van like those? Yeah, big, you got a minivan, no, Maybach. Yeah, 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 oh no, man! I'm yeah. it's just a Maybach van. Yeah, but see, it's, it's very hard though in today's society to have that mentality of making sure that everything benefits around you because right. almost every purchase I make today, I don't sit there and buy my latte in the morning and sit there and say this is going to benefit my wife. In right. fact, it it doesn't at all because yeah. you know I get fatter, I have a, you know sugar intolerance, you know, like I'm just an yeah. overall more negative person yeah but i do it because i'm selfish at the moment so yeah. if i were and to that's apply that to happen. everything oh yeah. my goodness i mean I, I wish that i could personally I, yeah. uh, but every decision that i make unfortunately doesn't reflect on everybody else around me especially in the work environment at home it's a little bit different i don't just sit there and you know make food if my <laughs> wife is lactose intolerant just yeah alfredo <laughs> again tonight there you know but but i wish that a lot more people thought about their actions with the people around yeah. them so and i don't think we'll ever be perfect at it no, right no. it just like our our walk with God, that there's an expectation that we're moving towards being more Mm Jesus-like. But it's going to take us 250 years to get there, and we only got, if we're living life well, 100 Mm -hmm. years to do it. And so we're just going to be working towards bettering ourselves every single time. And, you know, maybe this Jordan Peterson thing... Ten years down the road, we go like, "Oh, that was silly." Now I found something mm-hmm. better, and we do something better. And we gotta understand because I was going to point that out too. That uh, knowledge and revelation is always progressive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how I think right now might not necessarily be what how I think ten years from now, but it worked today, though. You know what I'm saying? It ain't yeah. affect nobody negatively, but it worked today. Right. So uh, ten years uh, uh, down the line, it might not be the, the wisest thing, but still, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It is progressive. So. Um, whatever it is that I'm doing right now, if it's working, it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? And That's I'm going to go after it. But then, again, as I grow older, I'm going to implement different things too. Yeah, yeah. There, there takes. Uh, Elon Musk had said that our bandwidth for our brain is just not very good. He's trying to find a way to implement uh, more knowledge into our brain faster. So he's trying to connect the two better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but it, it, there's a revelation in that is that will take us years to figure this stuff out and to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time you're a really, really good dad, you probably are going to be a grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's, it's a long road. Yeah. But the funny thing with Elon is at least if he could think faster, it's going to be a benefit to people around him. Yeah. The, uh, the, general society if they can think faster <laughs> is just watching cat videos on youtube faster it's, <laughs> right, it's really right. no benefit yeah. so, so that's the that's thing is true. that there's a different context here is that that is a, a thinker that guy right there is yeah. that he's not going to waste his time that if he could think faster on, on useless stuff it's going to be a benefit to everybody as a whole but the vast majority of people <laughs> is i don't need to think any faster than i already yeah. do i don't need to listen to more crap news out there that, that's just polluting my brain and thoughts and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know um so, so that's the thing is that I do think that he should be evolving that kind of thing because from him on a health thing, I mean, could you imagine what we could do with brain-disabled children and all that kind of stuff with that kind of technology, right? Right. So you think of the health and the healing from that, but then there's a lot of other people that'll just be able to spew out a whole bunch of useless CNN-type stuff (laughs) a lot faster, (laughs) and I don't know if that's a benefit for everybody. There goes our CNN sponsorship. Thanks a lot, Aaron. (laughs) Hey, man, if you're taking sponsorship money for your podcast, I shouldn't be here. You you know, I think you nailed it on the head there. It is, uh, there are some people like, I want to know, right? This is mm-hmm. this is what I'm about. And if I just sit and plug into a computer, I don't get the friendships yeah. and the relationships yeah, that I get now. Mm-hmm. 
Although, if it could be the Matrix and I could learn be a black belt in jiu-jitsu yep. tomorrow, I'm in, 100%. Yep. I want to be a black belt in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can learn to fly a helicopter mm-hmm. by sitting in a chair for six hours and just then plugging the information, I'm in, yeah. 100%. And that's the thing, though, is unfortunately, I don't think that we have yet the, the way to plug in and learn compassion. I don't yeah. think that that's something that we can buy at Walmart. Um, yeah. Last time I bought it there, it was on sale. <laughs> Half-price compassion. Um, yeah. I'll treat it like full, though, because it's the same thing. But nonetheless, you know what I mean? And that's the, the problem with information is that it doesn't teach you how to use it. Um, so yeah. you can know everything, but if you if you don't have a little bit of empathy for the guy beside you, then mm-hmm. exactly. you're just going to walk over him every time when you have something to say. Again, so. it's back to the Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah. It might be good for me, but if it's not good for anyone else, then it's mm-hmm. just not then good. it's not good. Right? Yeah, it's right. just not our thing. Yeah. You, where do you guys go for motivation? Uh, you got this one, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, usually because you're my only motivation, so I got this nothing This brother right you. here, though, <laughs> for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I go to myself for motivation. Yeah, you know not in saying? a selfish way. You not guys. in a selfish <laughs> way, but in the, in the um, like, you have it in you, to be honest, man, uh, to be negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have it in you. If you're given the time or uh, if the ability, you could do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the brain is such a beautiful thing. You feel me? The people that are, are doing whatever they're doing, they're digging inside of their, 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 their self and yeah. bringing that creativity out. You know what I'm saying? So then why don't you become your own motivation? You know what I'm saying? The person that has the juices, that will motivate others. That's you powerful. feel me? I don't got time to be sitting down and listening to this and this and this mm-hmm. and, uh, and the other. You know, when I can create that same uh, mm-hmm. content or even better, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Why can't I do that? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I don't have a passion to go out there and, and, and be a mechanic or be something else. My motivation is this one thing, you know what I'm saying? So why don't I better myself by digging deep inside of me and getting that information and then motivate myself and then in return and motivate somebody else or inspire somebody else. That's good. That's really good. Oh, it, it's amazing. And that's that's why I threw it to him is because to, to learn and dig deep within yourself like that, right? I don't have to look at, and not to use your guys or Tony Robbins or anything, but if I'm sitting there watching Tony Robbins and getting motivation from that, What's stopping me from being that? Why Why would I contribute, you know, 600 hours of watching his stuff to learn to be better yeah. instead of just using those 600 hours to be better, yeah. right? And and that's one of the things that every time I ask him something like that, he kind of flips me on my side because I'm going, oh, I don't need to be investing all this into this and read this and listen to that. It's what do I want to be yeah. and how do I just get there? I yeah. just go there. I don't, you know, there's lessons that we can learn along the way, but a lot of it is that internal drive that you yeah. want to be that instead of watch that. Yeah, and I, 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 I appreciate it, and I, I think it's beautiful. I don't think I have that in me. I think I need that outside. I need to talk to guys like mm-hmm. you and to guys like you and, you know, Robbins and Peterson mm-hmm. and um, psychologists and stuff like that to gain that um, motivation mm-hmm. where I go, oh, that's way better than what I'm doing, and then mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah, but, but, but better is completely subjective. Right. Right. So your message and the way that you deliver it is going to be good for somebody. Right. Maybe not for the same people that Tony Robbins speaks to, but it'll be your own people. It's just that you won't know unless you go out there. But if you go That's out there and true. try and be Tony Robbins, you're going to fail. Yeah. Right? Because you're you. So you need to just grab your motivation and go up and go do it. And then you'll find, and following is such a crap word, but you'll find the people <laughs> yeah. that appeal yes. You know, to your message when you just speak yeah. it. Just be that same thing from the very beginning is be authentic with it. Yeah. So you do have it. It might not be the way that you think you should deliver it, but as soon as you start speaking it, it's going to come out in a way that, that people will 
relate to you with. And there's a bit of that fear in there, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. Is what I'm saying the right thing? Yeah, don't is, compare yourself to others on that. Right. Because you know? the reason yeah, yeah. why people will never come out straight and say that, like, uh, do it yourself, is because there is a financial uh, attachment to you depending on them. Right. Right. So then if they say that, you know, go out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you still got to buy my merchandise. You still got to buy my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. then that's how I'm going to get on that private jet. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Get my Maybach too. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> but, you know, basically, I think that God has blessed all of us, you know what I'm saying, differently. And yeah, some people will have to uh, go out there and, 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 and search for, for, for stuff and others. It just comes to them naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you know your strengths and know that, you know, this is uh, uh, what it is that I'm cut out to do, yeah. you know, and you do it well, the revelation keeps on coming. Right. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ain't no way you're going to dry that up. There right. is no way you could ever dry things that are inside of you as long as you're practicing them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's and powerful. the more that you keep on practicing it is the more that you keep on getting the, the freshness yeah. of what it is that you're supposed to do. Yeah. What I do, I ain't seen a blueprint out here in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen a blueprint, but it, it works though. Yeah. You feel me? And I can't tell somebody to do the same thing because it's cut especially for me. That's right. Right. It's specific for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I write a book, you could read it and you could be like, oh man, this cat right here, he's, he's this is this is some real truth, but it ain't gonna fit you because my shoe size is different. <laughs> yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So then you just gotta find everybody gotta find something that 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 is unique to them. You know what I'm saying? And we might be talking about the same thing, but you approach it differently. Yeah. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I never heard anybody say, you know, when they're talking about Billy Graham, go, well, he's no Joe Rogan, you know, <laughs> or, or the other way where neither one of them are Tony Robbins, right? Like each one of them is cut on their own shoe size there. Yeah. And that's the thing is yeah. that you're, you're the same in a very unique way is right. that you go and do you and you will get the same thing. And then nobody will ever say, well, Chad's no Joe Rogan because that's not your market. But if you watch and try and emulate him, yeah. then they'll be like, oh, he's just trying to be like, you know, be like Rogan. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so you got to be really careful about the inputs that you're putting into Absolutely. your life because yeah. you don't want to be a combination of all those guys. No, you right. want to be you. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and it's fine that they say mm. things and all that, but I mean, uh, I don't listen to a whole lot of the other podcasts unless they're close people to me kind of yeah. thing because I'm not trying to be them. Right. So I don't want to start talking like them. I don't want to start right. doing all these other things because we've got a unique brand right. and, and we're just going to do that. If you we don't want to muddy the water. Exactly. No. And well, one thing that like walking in here and then seeing the setup that you have in here, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. Yeah, nice. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I ain't seen this before. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is really nice. But would I want to do it? No. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This setup wouldn't work for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I admire it. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? I appreciate it. You feel what I'm saying? And I think it's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. But then it won't work for me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But then if I come into your studio and, you know, this is w- w- what the setup is, I'm going to jive with it. Cool. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I like it. I, I, I had to get a special mic just for A because you see how he's kind of like <laughs> to the side like this and stuff and, and it doesn't work right. But that's the, he's dynamic, right? So yeah. I had to recognize that when I was getting technology is that I need to get something where Abe can move and flow and be all that. And, yeah. and I mean, that's just one part of this whole setup. I, I agree. I walked in and I'm just like, damn, I know that I can do that, but shoot. <laughs> you know, like, but, but that's the thing is that we actually added noise into our podcast because yeah. originally we were in a quiet room yeah. and then it was only once we kind of got to the Starbucks where, where just the energy flowed yes. a little bit differently. Yeah. So yeah. being in a, in a room wasn't the same. Like we, we like it when the police walk in behind <laughs> yeah. us. And like, okay, you know? like it's just that flowy kind of feel for us. And uh, I mean, I love audio. Audio is my, is my jam. I, yeah. I like clean cut, you know, and all that. But 
Starbucks works. The, yes. the ambient noise works for us. And then yeah. you got to be dynamic and move. Is it when they start the, the grinding machine? You got to, yeah. you yeah, know, you yeah, 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 yeah. all these yeah. things. And, and it actually sounds better yeah. being there in that in that background noise kind of thing. It's, it just seems to work. Well, so. I remember when we when I was getting ready to start this, we had a bunch of practice ones with uh, Mark, who's uh, normally my car, uh, not normally, sometimes my co-host. <laughs> and then I had my wife and we're trying to decide what the the flow of the podcast is going to be. So we mm-hmm. just did our setup. We sat around and talked. And everyone's like, you can't do more than a half an hour. I'm like, nah, I can't mm-hmm. even have a good conversation in a half an hour. I, I need it to be like minimum an hour and I would like it to be too. And then all of a sudden we start doing them and we're getting like people like more content. We need more from yep. you guys. Like, ah, two hours. Like I could do more than two hours and I start feeling so... You know, you always get all this input in your life saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is good. This is bad. Do this. Don't do that." Yep. And you have to, you have to work that out. Is for what your end goal is, yes. right? And yep. and I'm, you know, I listen to people all the time. I I think it's important to mm-hmm. absorb what they're saying, oh, yeah. but it doesn't mean I'm going to do it every single right. time, right? But if someone come with the technology background that you do says, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know what? You really should upgrade these mics." Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Which one should I do? Yep. Because I'm not the expert in that. I mean, I bought this off of Kijiji for yeah. three hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and got the show started but uh you you always have to weigh that out because just someone that looks like an expert Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily an expert yeah you know the people that were advising me on how to do the podcast they'd never done a podcast Mm -hmm. the hell are you telling me (laughs) yeah right but um sitting down with you and you said oh you try this and do this and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i'm gonna go try that stuff and see how it works for me yeah and then for us we wanted 30 minutes um because we just took the average drive time the average commute time for somebody and we either wanted to get them that they're just finishing the episode as they got to work and could you know finish the last two on a good note or that they would finish it just a couple minutes before they got into work you know it's a you know average 40 minute commute time so you have enough to spend time and then actually process where we're at before you actually step foot in the office so so a lot of times we're even at 31 minutes and we're okay we gotta we gotta pull this out even though it's a good one and then we'll do a part two yeah uh, either right after or or the next following week because we want to make sure that people can can get in and get out uh in in the average amount of time that it would take somebody to drive you know so uh and then it's only after we get a certain amount of episodes that they could listen to us all day Um, but the intent was just listen on the way to work so that you can focus but not be so distracted that you can't actually drive and be safe yeah yeah (laughs) you're not yelling and screaming and distracting yeah that's that's right it's just you just simmer and and have a good word of of guys that are just trying to make the world a better place as a parent like this is all based around technology like what is it? Eight years ago, there wasn't. This wasn't our ten years ago. Yeah. This wasn't even <laughs> pod, podcasting. wasn't really wasn't nope. even a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and so many people are against technology. It's wrecking your life. Social mm-hmm. media is going to wreck your life. And I think that this is all a great tool. I don't mm-hmm. believe any of it is. And as a dad, I got to look and say, well, what's the right amount of time for my kid to be on the computer and to you know? And he mixes his time up between you know video editing and mm-hmm. graphic design and video games. So I think it's you know if he spends four hours uh, or three hours in an evening on it i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not broken up about that mm-hmm. um what are your guys's feel on technology and how it's guiding our future and and you know is this detrimental to us or is this beneficial to us i, I just don't like the porn it's so easy yeah. for the kids to get a hold of these days um so both of my kids have have a billion different devices uh they each yeah. got their own laptop they each got their own you know iphone uh my uh, my oldest uh, has a circle of friends that they all have these iPhones and all that kind of stuff because I think communication has changed over the years. Yeah, um, we don't have as much opportunity to walk home from school together as we used to. It's just a different world. So if that's their only method of communication with each other outside of that, then great. I'd, I'd love them to learn actually how to dial and answer a phone every once in a while. That'd be 
great. <laughs> um, but I think exposure to technology is is the way of the future, whether or not we yeah. want it to be. Yeah. Self-driving cars are coming and all that kind of stuff where if they don't understand any kind of technology, mm-hmm. they're going to be left behind. Right. So, be lost. so I just have strict monitoring on mine and my boys yeah. will let me know when they get certain pop-ups and stuff and I'll talk to them about the content that they saw. I won't just yeah. take it and mm-hmm. what were you doing because it's not their fault. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the way that the internet's designed right now is that these kids are exposed at every single all turn. Time, yeah. And um, so we try our best to protect, but even if we can't protect, then we have a discussion about it and make sure that they understand what they're seeing, why they're seeing it, what yeah. kind of industry that is, and you know all that kind of stuff. Because if you just tell them to stop, then they don't have enough content on on why is that a bad thing and what yeah. does it do and is that reality and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm all for technology. It's uh yeah, I can't get enough of it. So I got, you know, Abe will come over <laughs> and Hey, yeah, you know, I wish that I had this thing of a jig that'll do oh, like one of these, you know, and I'll just whip it out of my back pocket. And and, and that's the thing is that I just I love, love technology. Yeah. So I mean I spend my my days are in technology. So uh, so I just everywhere I get a chance, it's just that next thing. No, I don't need to have the latest iPhone XS 5.280, but you know, I just like technology, I like to see where things are going. Yeah, uh, back in the day when radio came out, actually, even books they said books were going to ruin people. Oh, they spent all their time reading. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Ooh, how, how are they going to get any work done? Yeah, right. like, um, uh, this is a good thing for us, and, you know. And then they went to radio, then to TV, and all these technologies were supposed to wreck us at one point, yeah. and they've only grown us as a as a culture yeah but but everything that's come along always has that kind of dark side to it because books For came sure. out and then they had you know penthouse and all that that come out so that's yeah. the one thing and then cars you know they get the more horsepower in there so so there's always a danger that comes with everything right. but we had the same lessons from our parents back then is that you know if you're going to drag race try and do it over here like <laughs> you know what i mean like there are just all these conditions to it it's just yeah. the only difference is that it's so much faster yeah that we just got to make sure that we're more on top of it than our parents were i mean my parents only had to worry about me finding the magazine stuff under the bed right. so you know it had to be a pretty obvious hack but now with technology connected They're find it anywhere mm-hmm. so and, and it's getting thrown in your face you know I never yeah. had to worry about at home that somebody was throwing a you know Playboy magazine <laughs> in my face right. but imagine back in the day if that's what it was like compared to today yeah. Every street corner you went to, it'd be like Vegas where they're flipping those cards, you know, handing it to you. That's yeah. what it's like in the online world. So you got to manage that. I remember when I volunteered for Big Brothers and Big Sisters, they, they had this massive interview process to make sure you're mm-hmm. good and, you know, you're, you're answering all the questions. I can't remember. I think it was like a two or three day process of going through. And one of the things was the pornography. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, what do you think about pornography? And I'm like, well, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if you turn on your TV, you're going to see a girl in a really skimpy bathing suit. If you're going, you know, our stops that our kids sit at before Mm -hmm. they get picked up have pictures derogatory pictures on them and again I, i i'm on board with you i'm not one of those people that are like don't do that. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what's not good about mm-hmm. this. And this is why people do this. And it's yeah. more of a, give them a whole bunch of content and then let them decide. And yeah. I think kids are way smarter than yeah. we give them credit for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. And, but that again, that's just our society thinking that we know everything about everything. Right. And if you can humble yourself to say, you know, I'm telling this kid, you know, to learn from what they see rather than I'm telling them what to learn. Yeah. It, it changes everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. I uh, I love that mentality. I I hate being the the ogre dad mm-hmm. that like stop doing that. Don't like I, yeah. I I just I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it sounds. Yeah. And so I just try to give. Con- hey, you realize when you do that, this is what everyone's hearing. This is what everyone's seeing. So yeah. let's 
this is maybe not a good idea for you. Yeah, I, I usually even take that next step deeper and just get to the why did you do that? And then yeah. you the, the what you learn from that is just amazing because mm. then you see the inputs that are going into these children. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they, they sit there and go and touch the hot stove even after <laughs> you told them not to. You're kind of like, so why did you do that? Yeah. And then, you know, they go into this whole curiosity thing or whatever and you're kind of like, okay, that's great. So there are certain things in this world that, you know, if you don't listen to me, you are going to get hurt and these are consequences of that. But if you just say, don't touch the hot stove, you'll get burned. Yeah. Well, if they have no context of what burn means, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. then there's no reference to link the two together. So I started doing that as of maybe a year or two ago mm-hmm. is asking my kids, hey, why, why did you make that decision? Mm-hmm. Like even after I said, hey, if you keep yelling, yep. you're going to lose your privileges. Yeah. And then you kept yelling. So when they're calm, I'll go to them and say, hey, what, what, what were you? Yeah. <laughs> I told you what was going to happen. It's a this is not a big secret. Yeah. When did you think, or when do you think your kids actually got a grasp on why they were doing things? Uh, so my my oldest is doing way better than my youngest at this point. Um, but yeah, it was about uh, ten ten or eleven years old where my oldest one yeah. just clicked everything into place. Wow! And and it's uh, and I, and I really don't like the word you know subservient or or anything yeah, yeah. like that. But I mean anything that we ask them to do is just done. There's yeah. no questions. Uh, you know. Barely even any grumbling these days, you know, yeah. but the younger one is just procrastination <laughs> and everything, but he's not 10 yet either. So I can't also put the same expectation on right. him because yeah. he's also an individual. So so that's the thing is that just based on watching the older one right now, I'll just keep doing that model yeah. until, but I can't, we find ourselves all the time, you know, grilling on the young one. You even heard me say that here, but he's not the same age. He's not the yeah, same place right. in his life and he's yeah. not that. So I'm hoping that, you know, soon enough, He'll just turn around and be the same thing, you know. And if not, I'll do the deep dialogue with him. It's all good. <laughs> we uh, we we had our my daughter first, and uh, she was awesome. She, she was the best baby, and uh, she's a rule follower. So mm-hmm. we're like, man, we rock. <laughs> we are so good at this. Let's have another one. And yeah. then my son came out the yeah. complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. like, what do I do? And, and you taught them the same way, and they just grow up so different. There, man, yeah, right. like. like uh, I was uh, listening to a podcast on a guy that did genetics, and they said the, all the decisions your kid's going to make mm-hmm. were decided when they were conceived, mm-hmm. and so that there's a, there's something inside of their DNA that's going to give them yep. like the culture will have a small amount of what our influence will be a small amount, mm-hmm. but it's already been determined. And then you look scripturally, and God basically he, yep. he already knows what we're going to do. Yep. Yep. And so um, it's beautiful when you see those two come together, science mm-hmm. and and uh, theology. But I see that in my kids, and now I sit back and I look <coughs> at them, and I'm like. All right, I'm not going to hound on this kid because this is just who he is. Unless mm-hmm. it's harmful to right, him, that's right. you know, for now or yeah. for the future, um, I, I basically let them kind of do what they want. And mm-hmm. when things go real, I'm like, "You guys get that? I don't have a lot of rules for you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are the couple we got in the house that we got to follow." Yeah. And uh, but because of that, I think that's why I have a great relationship with my kids. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm not that. This is the rule. Don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that dialogue. And that's important in every relationship, though, too. You know, I mean, most of the you time... You don't give we, your wife rules? Uh, well, that, that was, I was just getting to getting, get into that. Is that what if we actually treated our spouses the same way we treated our kids? We'd have a way better marriage, you know, yeah. that when we have a conversation instead of us being right and them being wrong yeah, or whatever. Yeah, what if yeah. we said, hold on a second here, let's back this off. Yeah. You know, why is it that you feel the way that you do? And yeah. it's just going to turn out because, you, you know, you didn't kick the snow off your shoes before you came in. <laughs> but you didn't know because you already went swinging into this other thing that is related to the bathroom being dirty. But she's already upset from that other thing. You you just asked. You know, you'd know, but we don't do that. Right. (laughs) I I have uh, an admission 
I, I did something horrible as a husband. We and my wife were arguing one time, and I literally walked in with a pen and paper, and I said, okay, just write down the stuff you want me to do. And oh. <laughs> the look on her face is like, what kind of retard? Are you? And I'm watching her going, what? This is the best solution ever. <laughs> it was not a good solution. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we we seem the, so clever sometimes as men, is it? Uh, yeah. We're very just solution-driven. Just write it down, just write and down. I will follow I'll this damn it. thing to a T. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked. Yep. Never. Yep. Uh, I look back over my marriage, uh, you know, being a dad, being a husband, and all the mistakes I've made, and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. how did I even come to that conclusion that, mm-hmm. that this would be? And it doesn't. Yeah, so, but at, at least you self-reflect. Uh, a lot of people don't. They that's just true, always think yeah. that they're right, yeah. and uh, their way is the only way, and, and that's really, really damaging mentality. To yeah. have. So I'm, I'm glad that you did. Doc, Dr. Phil says, do you want to be right, or do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. Right, and it's not about right. being a um, a footstool or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's like, okay, well, how's this going to work? It's not <laughs> me against my wife or me against you. It's it's just like, what can we do to yeah. make our relationship yeah. better? Well, and then people think that happy is being rich and all that kind of stuff, right? And that's things that that there's too many links between what they think happiness and wealth and all those are. Is that you can still be happy and be middle class, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or for poor real. for that matter, yeah. You know? yeah. The uh, that's back to the scripture about uh, why can God trust you with more if you can't mm-hmm. handle what you got? If you're not happy with where you are now, why is He going to give you more right. yeah, to make you absolutely. unhappy? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make absolutely you, know, you you can fight for it and you can mm-hmm. definitely get it, but just be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just just make the choice that this is a good thing for you. For yeah. real. For real. Well, guys, I think we're uh, like an hour and a half in. <laughs> you guys have Whoa. anything you wanna <laughs> you wanna plug? Uh, Abe, you got your show, <laughs> two shows. <laughs> Aaron, you do that, yeah, man. You know, oh man, yeah. I just I'm yeah. I'm almost wondering if we should go for a brunch over at Abe's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abe's the restaurant. Yeah, That's yeah. not your restaurant, is it? No, it ain't my restaurant. Oh, okay, but but it's their people. <laughs> they're my people, though. They're my people. You know what I'm saying? One hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean overall, uh, we we just respect Starbucks. We thank you for having us on the show. Well, yeah, thank um, you for over coming. here it was really really good. And yeah, I mean overall for us, we uh, we give a couple of shout outs. You know, odds and ends and all that, but. Uh, we just like what we do, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we like to just get together with other people, uh, you know, whether you're like-minded or not. Uh, I, I think that there's just a way to have a discussion, and, uh, and you can make things happen. And as long as people are talking in, in a way, uh, it's productive. So this, yeah. you know, goes back to those original goals of how do I make the people around us better, and yeah. uh, you guys make me better in this episode, and so in turn, I can now go make other people better. So, awesome. you know, mission accomplished. Well, honey. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you've given me lots to think about, and that's <laughs> the whole purpose of this is to, to give people something to think about, change their lives, and make it better. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the motivation you gave me in the beginning with the podcast and coming on the show and definitely have you back again. Sure. No, that'd be a good time. Yeah, for awesome. Sure. And so this is uh, Chad with I Want to Know uh, with the guys from 2A Street and Cheer. Conversations with Abe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys on the next show. Have a good day.